The Weekly Dish podcast is brought to you by Lakewinds Co-op in Minnetonka, Chanhassen, and Richfield with delivery from Instacart. There's no membership required to shop at Lakewinds. All are welcome. Check out lakewinds.com, and if you can't make it to a Lakewinds, please visit your local food co-op in the neighborhood near you. Hey, dishers, I know you're busy cooks with busy lives and you don't have time to read every label. You just want to buy your organic apples and celery and ground nut butter for dipping. And I know it's that easy. You want something that's not full of chemicals and preservatives, and apples and celery are part of the Dirty Dozen. The Dirty Dozen is a list of fruits and veggies that are typically grown using lots of pesticides and other chemicals, but when you shop at Lakewinds Co-op, you can shop with confidence knowing that you are cooking with high-quality food from farms and businesses that pay fair wages, and they grow their food in ways that are good for the planet with no pesticides, chemical-free. They have product standards in all their departments, and their produce is 95% organic and as local as they can get it when, of course, it's not winter. But you can feel good about shopping there. There's no membership required. Everyone's welcome to shop at the co-op. And you can find all of their products in Minnetonka, Chanhassen, or Richfield in the store, or you can now get delivery from Instacart. Find more information at lakewinds.com. On my talk 107, I'm Stephanie March. I'm here with Stephanie Hansen. It's leap day, which means that nothing is going as correctly planned because it's a unicorn day, and you're kind of not supposed to be fully up to speed on that and everything else. We're leaptastic. <laughs> We're leaptastic. So yes, now I heard someone saying yesterday. I think it was Steve Patterson actually that leap day is like not necessarily every four years. I think it's every four years. Okay, because I was like, "What? Um, Who knew of such?" It's the calendar crazy thing. leapiness. <laughs> yeah, no, it's every four years, and it's a uh, it's a calendar way of catching up on the time of the rotation of the sun. There's a really great graphic I think put out by, I think it was NASA, and that explains it all. If you absolutely need to kind of dig down into that nature situation. Um, just to be clear, let's do the weather report, okay? It's a little bit snizzly out. <laughs> yeah, because I thought it was going to be like I know. 40. We all woke up going, oh, this is going to be the 50-degree day. It's a little snizzly. There's a little bit of ice kind of forming on the windshields, which is fine. It's still nicer than, you know. I'm not complaining I'm about not any complaining. of this weather. I'm feeling really good about it. I yeah. feel like it's got it's got the potential to be nice today. Again, this is a gift. Today's a gift. It's an extra day. It's like someone just handed you a day in your year. An extra day in your life. And there it is. And that's it. That's where we are right now. So, I like it. Yeah. So that's pretty good. Um, all right. So we are at the end of February as well. Like this is also an important measure and a moment. We have completed February. <laughs> When you get out of February, there's just something more hopeful. March, in general, I feel like is like, okay, it could go either way. Let's be honest. It could go snow dump. It could go, you know. Because when is the high school tournaments? Because that's usually when we get the epic dump. Yeah, 
I mean, they're coming up if they're not here. I mean, they can't be here already, are they? I think they're in the yeah. The realm. I don't know, but they're like you know, it's kind of roughly in this in this space and time. Well, yeah, my kid had a like the wrestling tournament was this. Uh, so Orna went to the to the state wrestling tournament. So shout out That's for them. Cool. I know because that means like. Again, this is the thing is like your sports, like all the sports kids get, they get school shut down for them. Like, so the next time my kid has a play that goes, I guess they don't compete. So but <laughs> he nobody, has to still go to school. Even nobody though he goes has to play. Yeah. Nobody, nobody goes shuts to, down the school. Right. Nobody goes to. Yeah, I hear you. I was a thespian. I know. I'm just saying. I hear you. Um, so, okay. So it's leap day. So we're going to talk a little bit later about. Um, some fun things that are happening in town because there's like everyone decided like we need a reason to party and leap day is it. I love it. And so there's a lot of people in town who are all like, you know, let's let's do some fun deals. There's some great deals actually out there and some fun stuff happening today. So it and it does, it will warm up a little bit. I mean, like it's not going to be like this all day. Yeah, we have a good show coming up too. We've got fish fry. We've got some dribs and drabs. We've got, we're going to talk about soup. We're going to talk about soup. soup. I know, I know. I feel like this is the last chance to talk about soup. Although March is kind of that thing where you're like, you still need that nourishment. and Yeah, particularly with uh, all the uh, viruses going around, people might want some soup. They might want some soup. They um, might want to learn to hunker a little bit. Stephanie, I would like to just make an official declaration. Okay. Uh, something has happened that is going to change my lifestyle. Oh. My husband uh, has been battling some respiratory things and has stopped drinking. Like completely? Yes. So we've had a week of sobriety. A week of sobriety. A week of sobriety. Now, I haven't partaken every day, but yeah, he hasn't drank since, oh gosh, like 10 days ago. Oh, yeah. And I have drank probably half as much, if not less than that. I think I must have been making up for you then because I've really? been out every single night. Because I did night. notice that you're eating a lot of nachos and quesadillas, <laughs> which is a sure nachos. sign. Uh, yeah, no, I was, in fact, I was out every single night this week and I... I was at a point where I'm like, that's why I told you this morning I was feeling a little run down. I have to, I, it's time to hunker. Yeah. I, I was out hunker. a lot too, though. I was out, I think, work three stuff. nights. Like for me, it's like work, you know? I w- did go to Eastside. How was Eastside? It was lovely. Yeah. That, you can tell, and I don't mean to be sexist here, but you can tell a woman runs oh, that place. Oh, it's 100%. With like the dishes a lady vibe. and like you sit down and they give you a little kava. That's on purpose. Yeah. It's That's just, like welcome to the lady vibe. And it's great. Like I the know. little dishes and all the little plates. You, yep. You didn't do the snack attacks. I don't think they're doing that anymore. There. I was there with four women and we ordered a bunch of little seafood plates. And then I hadn't eaten. So I got the short rib, which was fantastic. And it was served with this like almost a beef wellington but it was potato inside it beef wellington is very hot right now yeah it you was, remember me talking about or did I t- maybe that elizabeth you know you show. talked oh, about yeah. it with me it yeah. was like i don't it's not it wasn't beef it was right. potatoes wrapped in puff pastry and then sliced on the bias so oh. you could see all the layers of potatoes it was very pretty that's cool yeah i know Wellington. let's just wellington everything which yeah, is just it was wrapping stuff like in puff pastry that's like, right let's just make it pretty and like wrapped up so nicely yeah it looked it was really really sweet so yeah. that was fun Good. and uh, you have a thespian in your household as we get back to theater where we started this segment. The 12th night at the Guthrie. Oh, did you go see it? I'd highly recommend it. Okay. I was, I'll just be honest, I was kind of dreading two and a half hours of theater and Shakespeare on the eve of the coronavirus. Oh. I was just like, oh God, people are coughing. I ended up being able to sort of lose myself mm-hmm. in the story, the language. It was funny. It was really well done. I just... 
I I was just very like, wow, this is why we have the Guthrie and this is why it's so great. It is. It is. And I'm it excited. We're going to go. We had talked about doing a rush line because I missed the whole preview. I would really encourage like you guys to go. Yeah, it's it's a pretty accessible Shakespeare and it's really funny, but they do a lot of gender bending, which was really interesting and made this Shakespeare play. And that's what's so interesting about Shakespeare, right? He can feel so 2020. I know. Because the themes well, and the, all that are the same. Yeah. Well, it is. It's the universal themes. And then the idea that they they had to do the gender bending. That was very common back then because the women couldn't be actresses. Right. So they always had men in drag anyway. So it was very much a common part of their ideas of like, oh, you could just be in a dress or like yep. oh this is the woman in the man's dress so i just thought that that's true i'm excited to see that yeah it was really good jake would like it too um okay i just wanted to give a shout out to our station lovely elizabeth reese did yeah, you let's. see i did she went viral on a post she put on her instagram and i think that it's worthy to talk about because you know it's basically there was a she put up a photo of herself at the home and garden show on camera talking and she said i got two emails about you know jeans i was wearing today one is this complimentary this woman who said i love those jeans and i wish can you tell me where i've got your same build let's do you know can i figure that out where are where are you getting them and then someone else of course sent her the note that said you look horrible and you're a bad representation of fitness and you should wear a longer shirt and all this stuff who thinks anyone wants to see your butt yes <laughs> and she just maggie yeah said that. maggie let's We're just, just going to be like maggie. maggie um and so i think it was but what she said more importantly than that was the fact that she called it out she pointed it out and she said you know what it's never okay to body shame and it's never okay like it's like this really says more about you than it does about me and and you should really understand like how much damage that does because if you're doing it to a public figure like this you're probably doing it to other people too so and it was just she went viral like it was this really great because there are real consequences to body shaming and what happens to young girls and young boys or anybody really that experiences that and I think it's safe to say we all have in our lives yeah. that some people, you know, it creates suicide. It creates um, mental health issues. It creates uh, eating disorders. Mm-hmm. It and creates even, a whole host of stuff. Yeah. And even in this today's society where there's a really great um, there's a really great uh, article. I have to find it. I might post it is uh, this woman was talking about how now, you know, there's just so much pressures and there's even pressures to say that you accept yourself even when you don't. Yeah. I kind of wonder that about people. A lot sometimes. of people say like, yeah, I'm body positive. And then they kind of hate themselves a little bit. And I mean, that's part That'd of be me. Yeah, I know. I'm <laughs> I'll just raise my hand. <laughs> always on I a diet, always doing the next oh, thing. God, I'm I not going to lie. I love it. Well, anyway, but shouting out for Elizabeth for bringing it to the forefront and talking about it. And, you know, we get notes and stuff about things that people don't like about us, too. Sure. But it's easier on radio. I've always said it like, <clears throat> you know, I would it would be hard for me to be on. I do get notes about my hair on TV because I don't tend to do my hair a lot, you know, and then they're like, oh, really, March? You could try harder and fine. But still, like the idea of that being like, just you don't. Why do you have to do that? I thought it was interesting that she brought it into the spectrum of that person is really unhappy with themselves and really mentally ill that they have to focus on other people and lash out and be unkind and rude and all the things. Mm -hmm. And and that is like, just think people like next time. Take a moment. And sometimes I think a mean thought. Or I think like I want to say something and sometimes it slips out. But honestly, I'm becoming a lot more aware that words matter. 
They do. They really, really do. Hey, I wanted to shout out before on this leap day that we do have a Facebook. We started, I started talking about this, the unicorn. This is a funny thing where I think on leap day, I was thinking about, you know, it's a unicorn day and the weird unicorn things. And for me, that's the strange mashups of food that we privately eat. That were the things that you are like, you're sure that you're the only one who's ever done this in the world, which is like maybe put maple syrup on your mashed potatoes or something like for me, it was always eating peanut butter and yellow mustard sandwiches. And I remember the day that I invented that in my I was like I think I was nine years old that's pretty weird and I was making the peanut butter and there was a thing of yellow mustard I'm like I'm just gonna make this and I love them like I still eat them quietly shamely quietly in the corner would never make it for someone I would never tell anybody never gonna post a picture of it but yellow mustard and peanut butter sandwiches are the best so I was thinking about that and what you know maybe you dip your pickles in Nutella I don't know but I kind of want to celebrate your crazy weird unicorn side so that's on the Facebook go ahead and give us a, a look there uh, we're going to take a quick break you guys would come back we have JD Hovland who is here and we're going to talk about soups he's kind of the king of soup right now so we'll be with him in a minute we'll be right back this is the weekly dish on my talk 1071 hey everybody welcome back to weekly dish thanks for joining us on leap day I got it we have John J.D. Hovland in studio with us. And I got to tell you guys, the man has been on a soup journey. Have you not? Uh, I've had a few soups. Yes. You've had a few soups. Okay, if you haven't followed or don't know what I'm talking about, on Instagram, he's at J.D. Hovland, H-O-V-L-A-N-D. I'm going to put a link up on the on the Facebooks for you to understand. And when you see his Facebook, you can see there's just just a massive amount of soup. How many soups have you eaten and let's talk a little bit about undertaking this journey. Oh, yeah. Um, well, right now, I think the tally is just over 150 since November 1st. Since November 1st. Wow, it's a season so of soup. It's like yeah. all that's all you're eating, basically. Oh, no. It's like I, it's one meal a day, maybe two meals a day. I still eat regular other stuff as well. Okay. Um, I mean, soup, it's not super filling. It's liquid. Right. Um, and generally, it's the appetizer portion, unless you're getting into some cuisines, Vietnamese and so on and so forth, where it becomes the meal. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, why yeah. do you do? Why? 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 So Minnesota. I think we briefly touched on this like a couple of years ago during yeah. Wings of Winter. Yeah. You. Uh, you're. You. This is a thing you do. Yeah. You're a journeyman, and you're kind of a scientist on it. Yeah. So in the winter, I try to uh, to avoid hibernating. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not a huge fan of like outdoor sports and stuff in the winter because you know, um, cold. Cold. Yeah. And ice and slip, ice. Slippery. Yeah. No. Um. <laughs> So I decided, you know, a lot of restaurants have issues, you know, like getting customers in the door in the winter and stuff. And it's like, and I want to showcase like places I haven't been, styles yep. of things, food I haven't had. So uh, the first year I did it, it was just, I was sick and tired of waiting for a Game of Thrones book. So I'm like, hey, Wings of Winter, that, right. that's ta- play on the book. Yeah. So uh, last year I did four different themed months. Yeah. Um, I did. Salad summer. Th- Oh no! I did a salads of summer, yeah. but I don't like to think about that because that was not fun. That wasn't no, fun. That no. was a that was a that was a trudge. Yeah. Okay, we won't talk about it. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so last winter um, I did noodles of November, desserts of December. Oh right, right. JD's January of dumplings. And okay. Then fromage of February. <laughs> <laughs> I just want I just want to eat cheese for a month. Wow. Uh, uh, but this year I decided um, I realized a lot of rest. I like soup. I, I mean, I really like soup. But I hadn't had a lot of styles of soup. I'd, I'd get into a rut and go to the same pho restaurant every right, time, the right. same ramen restaurant every time, and um, or get the same French onion when it's available. And I was like, what other soups are out there and what restaurants are actually serving soup? Because you surprisingly, you don't see it on a lot of menus in town. Right. Um, unless you're specifically going to like the Vietnamese Chinese spots. Right. Well, you see it like it's kind of the afterthought. You yeah. know what I mean? It's sort of almost like, 
a side dish. Nobody. There's not as many like entree soups correct. that you can find, especially in Western culture. Correct. Yes, right, right. I mean, there's chipino is the one I always think about. Yeah, it's chipino. Chipino is not soup. It's soup, dude. <laughs> it's I'm soup. sorry to tell you, it's soup. <laughs> yeah. And that's what JD says it's soup. So, so you sit down. <laughs> my definition of soup, uh, the Venn diagram would include like the stews and so on and so forth. Oh yeah, okay. He had, chili, yeah, we have talked about yeah. our entire discussion the other yeah. day. Okay, yeah. So yeah. chili so, is soup in your yeah. world. Yeah, in in, in the domain, like if you design like the familial tree, like the genealogy and stuff, soup would be a parent of you know stews and got it. Those kind of things. Yeah. So okay. it counts. Okay, so your... let's get to the journey. So this, so it was from November through now, you've done. Are you done? By the way, or are oh, you? No, I'm doing March as well. Are oh, you doing March? The March Madness. Can yeah. you March Madness some soup for us? Uh, if I can find restaurants that are serving like the Sweet Sixteen state or team soups, I'll definitely look for oh, them. God, that's, that's a good nice. idea. That's a good idea. Yeah. Good idea. So what? So tell some. What has been some of your favorite soup finds? Oh, my favorite soup finds. Uh, well, let's see. Hmm. So interestingly enough, so first time I I heard about the uh, the soup called Nefla or Nafla. Yeah. Um, probably about 11, 12 years ago on the Food Network, like. Um, Alton Brown or somebody was talking about this soup that you can only really find in North Dakota. It's really interesting. Um, so all and in North Dakota, so I was stationed in the Air Force for four years in North Dakota twenty years ago. Yeah, in Grand Forks, and I'd never heard of this soup. <laughs> and it was like true. I was on you know military budget, right. not going out to places that serve soup. Yeah, it, you know all of my food was you know between discs of carbs. Um, yes, <laughs> but uh, so. Saw this soup and I'm like, I like ch- chicken and dumpling soup and I got to, you know, try this unique one. So 10 years ago, I was on a motorcycle trip passing through Bismarck and I remembered, hey, Kroll's Diner has this soup. So I stopped there for it and I've never seen it since. Wow. So when I decided to do this soup journey, uh, I decided, you know, that was a soup I was going to feature. Yeah. So a couple of weeks ago, I drove to Fargo for two <laughs> bowls of this soup. <laughs> Get it at the Fargo outpost. You are dedicated. Of, the Fargo outpost of Kroll's Diner and another, um, the Yelp favorite. Uh, the restaurant name escapes me. It's yeah. on my Instagram. Okay. Um, but this past week, my messages on Twitter and Instagram blew up because there's a restaurant that opened yesterday in Northeast that's serving Nefla soup. Get out. What is it? Um, here, I got it. You got it? Yeah. Yeah, I just was looking at yeah, it. Yeah, it's my most recent, oh, second most recent Instagram post. It is Mary Ellen's Bistro. Yeah, Mary, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mary yeah. Ellen in the Old Maeve's Cafe. Old Maeve's Cafe, yeah. yeah. They're they're doing, um, like, North Dakota German-style fair uh, coffee shop. It's great. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's still a first impression. It was their first day yeah, after soft home, but yeah. I was really impressed. It was a really good soup. Um, so that's de- that's definitely one of my favorites, and it's kind of like a chicken pot pie noodle-ish, yeah, no noodles dumpling yeah, soup. What are you calling it? Nifla. 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 Yeah, yeah, it's Nifla. Nifla. Yeah, Nifla. Yeah. Some people call it Nafla. Some people call it Nefla. Wow. March is going to call it Knafla. I'm a, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Knifla. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, um, then uh, there's a spicy ramen at Cayman Pastry. Yeah. Um, that's really good. Where's that? Cayman uh, Pastry. It's over in Book and Park. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's um, spicy ramen. Yum. Yeah, I know. It's really good. Um, and then uh, so far, my favorite soup that I've had anywhere was this soup called Zurich. Mm. Uh, Zurich. Yeah. Uh, in Poland. Oh. In Sli- uh, so uh, I work for a software company and yeah. uh, in, in my real job. And uh, we went over to Poland for a work function and went to this restaurant that served this soup that 
the base of it is sourdough rye starter. Yes, hello. Yeah. yeah, but it's got you know potatoes, mushrooms, sausage, yeah. bacon, Ooh. onion. It's it's just total. It's got a little bit of sourness to it, like all the soups in that region, borscht and so on and so forth. But it was just wow. magical. Last weekend, I dr- I was going to drive to Wisconsin Dells to have it because there's a Polish deli in yeah. Wisconsin Dells yeah. that had it on their menu last season, but they don't add it until all the summer half of the season. So uh, I got the borscht. I like but you going on all these okay. food quests. Yeah. Can there be though locally, like maybe some of the Polish, like Sakuras? Have you talked to them? Um, I checked the menu. They do not have it. They're, uh, so it's specifically like a certain region of Germany, Poland, and that area uh, called the Silesian region. Okay, that has those. We got to wrap it up. But thank you, John, for coming yeah. on. We're gonna put your so- we're gonna put your soups up, you guys, and you got to hit him up with questions because he is the soup king, JD Hovland. So Thanks fun. for being here. Thanks for having me on again. Welcome back to The Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie Hansen with Stephanie March. It was great to have JD in studio. His Instagram page is super fun, you guys. I just love to see all the different places that he goes, and I love to look at the soups. Well, he's just a journeyman, you know what I mean? Like, And that's and he's a true, like you said, he's a software developer. He's just a guy out there eating good things. And you know what? What I love most about JD is he just runs around and supports the restaurant industry. That's what he does. I love that's it. like his passion, and I couldn't be more happy about that. Yeah, me neither. When you think about soup, Stephanie, like, if, like do you have a favorite soup? I mean, I think, you know, I guess no. I guess if I'm making it, it's potato soup. Because I make a potato leek yep. soup with like the lemon thyme. That's always my favorite thing that I make. Um, but I mean, I crave different kinds of soups. So beer cheese. I never do beer cheese. That's oh. not. You know what? I had so much beer cheese in college in Wisconsin. I bet. And it was like it was also good that every time I find it here, I don't love it. So I've stopped. There's trying. a lot of bad beer cheese yeah. here. Um, Red Cow's beer cheese is really good actually. Yeah. But and any beer centric restaurant like I think Town Hall Brewery also has good beer cheese. Um, yeah, I don't know. I haven't. Yeah. All of them. Uh, I guess I'm ramen. If you're, it's like that's the thing that I do the most is the ramen. I had the cow soy last night at Lat 14, which that's is, another thing. That is a, that is a beautiful like coconutty curry. Oh yeah. You know, like oh, it was so good. My daughter Ellie makes this coconut chicken yeah. soup that is just fantastic. Whenever we travel, I'm like, please leave that in the free- freezer for me when yeah. I get home. Um, Stephanie, I just have a few. Dribs and drabs. Anything else you need to talk about? Time once again for Stephanie Hansen's Dribs and Drabs. I mean, it's all kind of little dribs and drabs. Dribs and drabs. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Dribs and drabs is just a weird name of a segment where I just want to talk to Stephanie about certain things, things. And they don't have like... Fully formed like segment on such thing, but I have enough of the little things to get her feedback on. Okay. So I first want to tell you about this person that I podcasted with this week, and I think you're going to love this product. It was really amazing. Humble Nut Butter. Have you heard of this? Yes, I've had it. Okay. It's a sun-dried basil nut butter. Yeah. And Oh, I don't know if I've had the sun-dried basil. It's made with cashews. Yeah. And it's savory. Yeah. And you're a savory gal. Totally, totally. So 100%. I did a podcast with them. They're at Lake Winds. You can find them. And it was just really interesting to talk with them about what it was like to like introduce savory nut butter because everybody's so used to sweet, right? I mean, I've never. Yeah, I guess. 
Yes. <laughs> Do you? I, I don't eat sweet nut butters, and so I've only ever had like the real peanut butter, which is just salt and peanuts. So okay. like for me, that's not a say, that's not a sweet category. Yeah. So like, there's a bunch of. Remember last year, I brought that that garam masala one yes. in. Yes, that it was to delicious. me is like I can't find that anywhere. I wish they would do that. They have one. That's they have a, a garam tumor- masala one. No, but it's turmeric. It's orangey. Yeah, no, I want garam colored. Masala. Okay, mm-hmm. but I mean, still, that's, and you could make it. In your I, well, that's Vitamix. I end up doing it myself, you know. But, but still, I love this vein, and I actually have been eating them. On I eat peanut butter on celery sticks like like a normal like weirdo, but I put salt on mine and so, so did I. Sometimes hot sauce. Yeah, that sounds really good. Yeah, Speaking uh-huh. of weird combinations, I know this is. I should have put that in my mix. Right? Yeah, that's funny. Anyway, I just loved this, and I we served it with noodles, and we thinned it with a little yeah. water, a little rice peanut vinegar. Sauce. You could use a little coconut milk. That's and I think that's a weird thing that people like when they they make that. Because in America, we do our peanut butter with jelly and we put right. sugar in it. And it's we all make sugar. it this sugary treat. But in the rest of the world, their nut pastes and everything else are savory and they and they turn them into sauces. Like the Thai peanut sauce, that's basically a, a nut butter. Yeah, yum. So anyway, I was ex- very excited about that. I love that. Okay, another thing I was very excited about for you is called the Flaming Hot Box. So just let that sit there for just one just second without laughing. Going to let it sit. Uh, the Flaming Hot Box is available at Sam's Club, and Costco has their own version of the Flaming Hot Box, <laughs> and it has various types of Flaming Hot snacks. Cheetos? So oh, Cheetos, okay. Doritos, Funyuns, <laughs> Chester's. Remember Chester's? No, what are, are those like Cheetos? Is that like yeah, a Chester Cheeto? Yeah, it's like Chester Cheeto. Okay. But I just thought this was kind of funny. Like if you have a kid and you like like to, you know, it's do like- the... The book Sue that we're doing, you know, the Japanese yeah. snacks. It's box. like, hey, let's flame each other out with right. the box of flaming hot. That's smart. Flaming I hot think, box. I think snack boxes, like, and I know that They're we fun. have some listeners who dialed in because every time the book Sue arrives, we all kind of like, oh my God, did you try the mochi? You know, and it's like, it's fun. It's totally fun. It's like a little weird community. It I is love fun. the idea of snack boxes. Here is a food I just, like, I don't get it. And I get it, but I don't get it. I get it, but I don't Why get it. Why do we have to buy Oreo cookie crumbles? We don't. Like, can't you just crunch up some Oreos oh, in a like plastic a bag? Yes. Well, do you also feel... <laughs> this, this is like, a- oh, the new Oreo cookie crumbles. Is it a... So what are you supposed to do with them? Do you just put them on top of your ice, ice cream, cream and stuff like that? ice cream pies. These are or- people who don't actually get them because they manhandle their Oreo packages like I do. I'm like, this is just a natural byproduct of buying Oreos. Because I'm always like shoving them in places and by the end, they're just a mess of crumbles. Well, there you go. Right. So but I just don't marketing. know... And it's just the black part. It's not the white part. Oh. So, oh. Well, yeah. they, that's for pie crust. Well, they make them like yeah. that for pie crust, but this is like ice cream topper or oh. cookie crumbles. I'm like, can you just crunch them up in a bag? But they're not crumbles without the white part? That's no, not the they white. have no white part. I would say that, by the way, there is um, also something that kind of is, it's like that when you go in to buy the mushrooms at the grocery store mm-hmm. and they have the portobellas regular mm-hmm. and then they have the little, you know, the mini portobellas and the mini portobellas sliced mm-hmm. and it's like they're just sliced for you already, but that's like an extra 50 cents and yeah. that bugs me. It does bug me too, actually. <laughs> I noticed like, all that. <laughs> just cut him and save two quarters. Okay, speaking of the Oreos, okay. I want people to know that for St. Patrick's Day, the Mint Oreo Blizzard is back on the menu at Dairy Queen. It's fantastic. Mint Oreo Well, that's like the Shamrock Shake is doing it, too. It's so good. Okay. Mint Oreo Blizzard, Dairy Queen. Okay. Just, just needing to know. I'm not against 
any of those things. I, I like, like pumpkin pie blizzard. Like I like I don't like a blizzard all the time, but every once in a blue moon, I just am down with it. Every the, the minute it becomes summer is when I have to get a blizzard. I and hear then you there. I, we drive up to the little Dairy Queen in Navarre, which is like a shack, and it's like got the teenage kids who you know are having the best time working, like at late at night at 10 p.m. It's great. Making fun of people. They're totally making fun of us, and I'm there for it. How do you feel about the new cotton candy dipped cone at the Dairy Queen? I probably will pass. It's blue. Wait a minute. Is the cone dipped or is the top dipped? The cone's dipped. Oh, the ice cream. Like, is it's the, a dip cone. The you know how they cream, have... But not the cone part, yeah. but the ice cream is dipped. The ice cream, sorry. Yeah. How they yep. stuck it upside down. They have butterscotch, chocolate, or cherry. Now they're going to have cotton candy, I would too. try it, because I actually do like the cotton candy-flavored ice creams. Like, I get that at, yeah. you know, Licks Unlimited and Excelsior all the kids, time. Kids, I mean, if you have kids, this is going to be like, I can't believe it took them this long to it's do It's weird, it. though, that I like cotton candy ice cream, but I don't like the birthday cake flavor Yeah, it is weird, because they're not that different. They're not that different, but it's just a shade weird for me. Here's another thing that if you have kids, like, I'm going to do this, and okay. I don't even, my and kid's 21. Yeah, your kid is, yeah. Um, you don't have to have kids, by the way, to enjoy stuff, too. True. You know. But you can be like a kid. Yes. These are the new Peep decorating kit so you get your peeps right Mm -hmm. and then they come with um icing pouch and they come with edible candy decorations like sunglasses bow ties little flowers for the peeps hair little thongs or um not thongs (laughs) (laughs) that is an well they are thongs they're flip-flops I call those yeah, thongs. Yeah, those are thongs in the old days. Since they thong thong took it over, we don't get to have that. But they were thongs when Can we were kids. Can you imagine a peep Well, I had thong. to right away because that's what you said. And then I was like, oh, how's that going to stretch over that little fluted booty? Yep. Uh-huh. Wow. Sunglasses, a mustache, flip-flops, not thongs. Why a bow are tie. We, so are there stickers that you're sticking? There are little things that, yeah, you use your icing and you stick your little... But are they, are they edible then? These? Yes. Okay. So it's not like stickers, paper stickers. No, online. they're cute. Okay. They're cute. They're fun. So it's you're a decorating good idea your peeps so like kids. you're decorating your eggs. Yep. Someone in the Instant Pot group put in, did you see the egg thing? That they, someone in the Instant Pot group, you guys, Weekly Dish Instant Potters, put in a thing about coloring your eggs in the Instant Pot while you're cooking them. That's fantastic. I know. So you put the dye and you put them, you put them basically a pot in pot kind of yep. thing. You put them in a thing with the egg coloring and you just cook them in the vinegar and dye and then it comes out and it's totally perfectly cooked, totally perfectly dyed and the inside is dyed too. And so it's like you get these little pink like egg white things. Oh, that's cool. I know. Okay. So I'm going to look up that. On we might have to try potters. that. That's on the weekly dish instant potters. Uh, okay. Here is a recipe I want to share with you. Okay. And you're going to be totally down for it. Okay. First of all, you get out your waffle iron, okay? Sure. Will it waffle? And you're going to make your bacon in your waffle iron. Mm-hmm. You're going to lay the strips out, okay? Mm-hmm. But when you are putting, you put the bacon in, you're also going to put sriracha, a little slurry of sriracha, lime juice, and pepper. Okay. And you're going to brush that mixture on your bacon that's in your waffle maker before you start waffling it. Okay. Then you're going to put... Cooking spray on both sides, right? Because before, well, okay. yeah, you okay. got to put your cooking spray. Sure. And you're going to crisp it down for eight minutes. Oh, okay. And you get like this mat. Yes. Are you hot... talking that you're, are you doing like a weave of your bacon? Even if you press oh, it together, oh. it sticks together because okay. it, I don't know why it does, How but it does. How long did that take to cook though? Eight minutes. Oh, eight minutes. And you get like a waffle mat 
that is sriracha-y and limey. Okay. And you could even probably then like throw a little like brown sugar on it if you wanted to or syrup. That makes me crazy like blah. But I love the sriracha and the limey part of it. And like you could also then I'm just going to throw this wild, crazy idea. Put bacon or put waffle batter on top of that. Once you I would think you I would think you have to blot. But you could then like open it up. Once that's crisp, put some waffle batter on top, close it again, and then you get bacon in waffle. Okay, that's pretty excellent. Uh, yes. Or you could do that with bread. So you put a piece of bread down, yes. and now you have your crisp of bacon and a slice of cheese. Yes. Or or, or just cheese. Well, but can you can you cheese crisp you in a really, waffle maker? You can you make frico? Well, maybe with a hard cheese, you can't do like an American cheese or anything like that. But maybe you could frico. Maybe, but with the bacon, it would get too. I think too. It won't yeah. crisp. That would be a lot. This of is a lot of. This was a lot of brainstorming on someone's countertop. This was a lot of, that would. Can you imagine someone going like, "Yeah, I'll just put the American cheese on there, and it would just go lurg." Here's a another product that. We got, oh, we're done. Okay, we're wrapped up. So that's all for the dribs and drabs. I'll save some for you for next week. All right, we'll be right back. This is the weekly dish. Welcome back, and uh, it is the Ask Stephanie portion of the show, so if you guys want to give us a call, we are going to make an effort. We're going to see how it works. We're going to go 651-641-1071 to see if you want to give us a call, ask any questions, have any We do have any new phones, so this could be an inaugural journey, right. or we'll have our plan B. Right. I do want to say we have some folks in studio. We have our friends Robin and Cindy that donated to Tubman. So thank you for coming Yay. in studio. They did bring um, the chocolate chip cookies that I called out as the top two in hour two from Honor Cafe last week. Mm-hmm. And Stephanie got to have one and they they're are delicious, delicious, aren't they? They're very, very good. And they are, um, yeah, they're, they they seem homemade. You are absolutely right. They have a nice little sprinkle of salt on top and they're chunky in the way that I like them because I do not like flat i mean it's not that i don't like flat. i just don't prefer i'm gonna pick a big fat fluffy cookie over a, a flat one. i'm both and that's why i was surprised that i liked them because i love the rustica super flat chocolate chip that's all butter yeah but i had this and i just really was like wow yeah. i don't usually like a, f- yeah. a puffy cookie and it this was is, fantastic that's totally my jam honor cafe chocolate chip cookie hennepin avenue there you go uh so 651-641-1071 if you want to give us a call ask any questions if you have any recommendations uh we thought we'd talk today you guys a little bit about uh just without making it uh, a massive panic or anything i know that we do have people and uh out there well the, the the state of minnesota has actually said if you are worried about the coronavirus or which is of course covid19 is actually the correct name of the disease but the spread of the virus that you know they're kind of saying to people we don't know where it's going to go we don't know how it's going to manifest but it's not you know it's not it's not silly to try to stock up you know and On food uh, if you need to be what is it called? Self-isolated for two weeks at home. Yeah. And so just saying that, and it's not something where you need to run out to the grocery stores right now and, you know, sort of suck all the shelves dry, which I will happily say is not happening. I'm glad to say there's not seemed to be this panic, but I do know that some of the food set we've all were kind of chatting amongst ourselves in terms of like, well, what would, what does that mean? You know, we've kind of gotten into a place where we, eat fresh most of the time. And so having this idea of stocking up for two weeks of hanging out in your house, maybe might be a little rough, you know, or like kind of understanding, like, what does that mean exactly? Well, food and wine did put out a little yesterday. They put out a little blog article about 
um, kind of like what you should do, what you should think about. What does this mean to say, you know, how to stock your kitchen if you're worried about the virus? Um, and so one of the things that you and I both talked about stuff, I mean, we all know that you have a freezer full of food. We do. Freezer February. This is the last day. Yep. I have done a great job, but I'm actually feeling very happy to say I have failed in that I have enough food if I need to be in my house for two weeks in my freezer. Yes. You but are of course fine. I did go and stock up and buy more. Right. Right. Well, I mean, and that's the thing is like some, so, and that's not a bad thing either because one of the things that I think they're talking about is, is, you know, making sure that you're, this isn't about, by the way, this is not about like, you know, getting the food because it's going to be gone. This is about getting food so that if you can't go out because you don't want to, you know, you want to like minimize your infection with other people. Right. So I think that's the first thing is like, this isn't a case of like, you're going to starve. Um, But the second case is then nourishing yourself. Right. And the idea that you don't want, you want to avoid foods that make you thirsty, you know, and, and you kind of want to stick to high nutritive foods, but yet things that are shelf stable. So that's peanut butter. We were just talking Mm -hmm. about is one of those great items that I think people should definitely have on hand. Right. I also bought, uh, oats, which I never buy, but I was like, well, oats, I got, um, yeast. Yeah. You know, I tried to buy things that if, if this is just something that, you know, comes to pass and everything goes back to normal, that air foods I'll just be able to eat in due time. Like, yeah. it's not something special or right. weird. A lot of tuna. I think grains also. I think quinoa. I bought a lot of beans. Yeah, I have. I happen to have, like, a huge stock of quinoa right now. I think I bought, like, a big bulk of it, and I'm still working through it. But so thinking about that, there's protein, you know, and there's, you know, energy, carbs. It's all the good complex stuff in quinoa. And it's it keeps. It can just sit you know so that's really great when you think about pharaoh that way um you know but also canned goods things that also make you feel good you know so if you're thinking about soups we were talking about stock we have plenty of stock yep i'll never not have stock i know i'm just like i have that in my freezer in spades and so i'm trying to like i figure out you know what can go in your soup and then so having dried pasta and that kind of stuff that's also good to have but if you think about a meal like a lot of people have ingredients to make like a big hearty bowl of or crock of soup but if you're having to have soup as your meal for, you know, a few nights a week or for a few weeks because you're cooking out of your dry storage, maybe you want to have some yeast on hand to make some bread. Right. Having a little extra thing of flour, you know, maybe you want to make uh, tortillas or just something. Also, like I was thinking about this. If I am in my house for two weeks, which could be a high likelihood. My husband is pretty immune compromised right now. Right. Like, what are we going to do for two weeks? Like, that was <laughs> well, the other thing. thing. Like, what kind of cooking projects? Like, we could make noodles. Yes. We could have projects. You know, I did get an extra pack of cards. Because <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> I made sure that we have a cribbage board handy. Because I don't know Netflix. how to play cribbage, yeah. but I've always wanted to learn. So mm-hmm. I was like, well, that would be a good thing to know. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, the idea of also not uh, not panicking and also feeling comfort, like, you know, you're going to want it. Made, like you can have pot roast. You can have that in your freezer right now. And then, you know, if, it made me feel so much better just to go buy some food. It just made me feel like I was controlling and doing something. Yeah, And, and I know it's it. ridiculous. You know, but I just felt like, okay, this is making me feel a little bit better. Yeah. And, you know, and I think the idea of having, you know, for me, it's like eggs is a thing that I eat every day. And I thought, well, I could easily just whip up some scrambled egg things and freeze them. Well, here's the other thing. Nobody knows this, but I, you know, I don't love egg beaters, but in a pinch, you can freeze cartons of egg beaters. Did you know that? 
I didn't. Yeah, you can freeze the whole carton. You just throw it in the freezer, and then yeah. when you're ready, you just let it dethaw in the refrigerator. That's not a bad idea. So too. that would if give you, you love you, eggs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're doing things that. for quiche and frittata, and if you have kids, yeah, and you're having to make like breakfast things. Um, and if you're thinking like you want, if you're definitely those protein humans, you know, jerky is a great thing. That's yeah. made and you can to freeze be jerky too and well, freeze meat sticks. It's preserved anyway. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like that's the whole point of it. So um, and then the idea of getting like some frozen veggies too. you know, the things about that. We a lot of us never pick up a bag of frozen beans or because we're used to just having them or going to the market. Yeah. And maybe having those on hand is just a good idea to just make sure that you include those greens and you aren't just eating pasta. The whole time, which is what I would I would like mac and cheese it, I think. Well, and I did buy a lot of cheese was on sale, so it was like I got a bunch of bags of cheese did and you just freeze froze that? those too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can. <laughs> I just <laughs> freeze everything. He milk. You can everything. freeze milk. Like Yeah. You know? Yeah. I know. I'm I'm it's ready. not the best afterwards, but I mean I mean like I mean milk is fine. Milk is a cheese I feel cream like cream is hard. Cream cheese is gets hard. can yeah. get a little funky, but it's good enough for casseroles and for yeah. parmesan making fettuccine and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yep. And just remember, you know, like, don't forget your spices because flavors matter. Okay, I thought about that too, Stephanie, and Mm -hmm. I threw in a bunch of spice. Yep, get some of the dried spices. Also, get a a thing of hot sauce. You know, those hot sauce keeps forever, by the way. You know what I mean? For months and months and months because it's... It's too high. Yep. The capsaicin is too high to grow bacteria, the pH. But, um, but I mean, you know, olive oil. Don't forget your olive oil. Make sure you have salt and pepper. And that's just like, again, this is just one of those things like just add another one to your grocery aisle. It doesn't have to be a massive, you know, we're not on lockdown. So yep. just remember that. All right, guys. There it is. We're going to take a quick break. and we come back, we're going to give you the second hour of the Weekly Dish. And uh, we have some great fish fry chatter coming up and also some restaurant news. So we'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish on My Talk 107.1. On November 13th, it's the dawning of a new era when the NFL debuts in Germany live on NFL Network. Brady and the Bucks. Touchdown, Tampa Bay! DK and the Seahawks. Puts the ball up, making a catch! Wake up and watch with the world. It's Sunday morning football, live from Munich. Sunday at 9.30 a.m. Eastern, only on NFL Network. 